Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The first thing people noticed about Millis Jefferies was his extraordinary physique. He looked like a gorilla, with a leathery-looking face, a barrel-like torso, and arms that reached nearly to the floor. The second thing they noticed, if and when they got to speak with him, was that he had a brain like lightning. Jeffries was a maestro of applied mathematics and a genius at structural engineering. He'd built the most extraordinary bridges, viaducts and roads. But he had one other talent that was known only to a handful of people. He was the country's greatest expert in destruction. Millis Jeffries knew better than anyone else how to blow up a bridge, a viaduct or a power station. And in time of war, that made him very valuable indeed. Jeffries joined the top-secret guerrilla unit, MIR, Military Intelligence Research, in the spring of 1939. He was to be MIR's expert on explosives. When the office secretary, Joan Bright, was first introduced to him, she was as startled as everyone else by his strange looks and abrupt manner. His jacket was crumpled and his trousers were creased. The overall impression was of someone with a complete disdain for military etiquette. His brother-in-law thought he looked more like a racecourse bookie than a soldier. Joan wasn't so sure. She took one look at his ruddy cheeks and declared that he could never have belonged to any other branch of the army but the Royal Engineers. Although he continued to intimidate her for weeks to come, she soon came to appreciate that he had a great deal more to offer than the typical British bulldog. He was inquisitive, wildly creative and, most impressive of all, entirely self-taught, an inventive genius whose dreams and thoughts were all linked to infernal machines and the bigger the bang, the louder his ready laugh. Jeffress's grizzled face was a result of too much exposure to the high-altitude sunshine of the Indian Himalayas. An engineer by training, he'd started his career on the troubled northwest frontier of India. His superiors referred to him as an outstanding man of rare inventive genius. It was while serving on the northwest frontier that Jeffress underwent a bizarre conversion. Hitherto, he'd lived, breathed and dreamed of bridges. But as he trudged his way back to Delhi, he developed an overwhelming desire to blow them up. There was a logic to this. His adventures in the mountains of India had given him first-hand experience of the strategic importance of both railways and bridges. If you could cripple a bridge, you could stop an entire army in its tracks. This was to be of particular importance when it came to confronting Hitler's Wehrmacht. The Nazi army was highly mechanised, which made it highly vulnerable to sabotage attacks on fuel dumps, supply lines and bridges. After being induced into MIR, Jeffress was tasked with writing a guidebook for would-be saboteurs. 
Its title left little to the imagination. It was called How to Use High Explosives, and it contained highly accurate advice for anyone who wanted to blow up a bridge, a building, a railway or a road. Not content with offering advice about weaponry, Jeffress began to design and build his own. He invented numerous booby traps intended to give a nasty surprise to any Nazi unfortunate enough to be on the receiving end. Most devilish of all was the aptly named Castrator, a concealed spring-loaded striker that did exactly what it claimed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Jeffress's first priority at MIR was to put together a basic toolkit for any would-be saboteur. It needed to be an easily transportable case of explosives, detonators and limpet mines that could be used to blow up anything from bridges to transformers. To this end, he developed detonators, time fuses and pressure switches, equipment of hitherto undreamed of accuracy. Jeffress was using advanced mathematical formulae to conjure up a whole new generation of weaponry, smart weapons that cause maximum damage with minimal effort. Not for nothing did those working alongside him refer to him as an out-and-out genius. A few establishment figures came to hear about Jeffress's work and, as one put it, strongly disapproved of this pirate design section which had sprung up from nowhere. They decreed that all new weapons must be developed by the Ministry of Supply. This was potentially disastrous for Jeffress, for whom speed was the very essence of guerrilla warfare. He took the unprecedented decision of bypassing the Ministry of Supply and keeping the manufacture of all bespoke sabotage weapons under the secret auspices of MIR. Henceforth, every weapon he designed was to be built on the quiet by small family-run companies whose owners were known to him personally. It was not long before Jeffress's extraordinary skills came to the attention of Winston Churchill. He dreamed up a project of filling the Rhine with submersible bombs, and he turned to Jeffress for help. In a matter of weeks, Jeffress had produced a bespoke bomb that did exactly what Churchill wanted it to do. Within weeks of Jeffress completing his water bomb project, Churchill demanded his promotion. I regard this officer as a singularly capable and forceful man, he said, who should be brought forward to a higher position. He added that Jeffress was a brilliant officer with an ingenious, inventive mind. He soon took matters one step further, creating a wholly new weapons department known as MD-1, Ministry of Defence 1. This was to be his own personal sabotage unit, a weapons development centre whose task was to develop dirty explosives for use in sabotage, demolition and assassination. 
He even told Jeffreys to requisition a country house so that he could get on with building his weapons, undisturbed by the bombs that were raining down on London. Jeffreys did just this, taking over a large house called the Furs, just outside the capital. Churchill proved extremely generous with funds, giving Jeffreys a bottomless bank account that enabled him to hire dozens of staff, not just inventors and engineers, but also carpenters, builders and roofers. These were tasked with converting outbuildings into lodgings, for Jeffreys had his eye on turning the place into a major weapons-building establishment. Over the course of the next four years, Jeffreys's team at the Furs were to produce some of the most extraordinary and destructive weapons ever invented. There was the limpet mine and the clam, the sticky bomb for destroying German tanks and any number of time-delay fuses. The output of the Furs was astonishing. It included at least three and a half million anti-personnel mines, one and a half million sticky bombs, one million puffballs and two million anti-aircraft fragmentation bombs, not to mention the many millions of innovative booby traps, specialist explosives and complex fuses. This had all been done on an annual budget of £40,000 and by a staff of just 250 people. It was an astonishing achievement. At the end of the war, Churchill requested that one example of each weapon should be given to the Imperial War Museum, where they could be put on special display. Churchill was anxious that Jeffreys and his team should have some sort of public recognition. But others in the establishment strongly disagreed. Jeffreys' inventors had been involved in warfare that was dirty, underhand and quite possibly illegal. The extraordinary wartime activities of MD1 were to be swept under the carpet. Its work had been so ungentlemanly that it was deemed necessary to erase its very existence from history. And that's how it would have remained, had it not been for a veritable archive of secret documents that came to light just a few years ago. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 